This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas, powered by U-Mobile. I'm Wang Xiaoning and this is The Breakfast Grill. In the studio this morning is a global leader in software solutions that are used by companies of all sizes that help them manage important data to facilitating complex business operations. Joining me is Verena Xiao, President and Managing Director of SAP Southeast Asia to talk about the challenges of moving their architecture to the cloud, the competition and what does IoT, Industry 4.0 and 5G really do to their bottom line or are they just buzzwords? Good morning, Brina. Thank you for coming in. Now, let's start with SAP's transformation to the cloud where it has become so critical to the group that it is now the largest revenue stream for the entire company. I think it hit 5.9 billion euro for the first half of this year. Great. But does this strategy resonate with clients here in Southeast Asia? Mm. Let's say existing enterprise clients, are they loath to migrate to the cloud though? So good morning and happy Wednesday, Xiaoning and everybody tuning in. I'm so excited to be here. Like I was sharing Xiaoning, this is my first live radio interview. So it has been an exciting journey in the last two years. I started my role two years ago. And since then, in the midst of the pandemic, we have seen that move to the cloud, which started before that, truly accelerating across globally, worldwide, like you, like you saw mm-hmm. from the results, but even more in Southeast Asia. And that's because if you think about it, right, during the last two years, through MCO here in Malaysia, through lockdowns around the world, how do you work remotely without having technology and digitization in place? Mm. And how do you do that? It only can be done powered by the cloud. So we have seen that accelerated move even more in the last two years, and that's embraced by companies of all sizes in Southeast Asia, while we are in the blackout period now, before we announce our next earnings next week, okay. um, I'm very I'm very happy to share that uh, in the first half in the first half we saw um, double digit growth across ASEAN, um, and that's big thanks to our customers and partners and ecosystem supporting us, as well as seeing that true move to the cloud as bring value to them. So what is it about moving to the cloud? Yeah, I mean, what difference does it make? End of the day, it's all about value creation. Okay. It's all about bringing true value to the businesses to help them to be more agile. I like to use an acronym, if I may, uh, that it helps companies to be more resilient, Mm. to be more intelligent, to be more sustainable, and also to bring the experience to their customers, to their employees, and to the wider stakeholders, right? So moving to the cloud is all about agility. It's bringing about faster time to value to companies. And that's why it's been embraced. And that's why that move has been accelerated in the last two years. Okay, does it help when it comes to new customer acquisitions though? Uh, especially those, because I'm going to ask you a bit of a technical question. Let's say they already have several different systems for work in place. You know, how does SAP overcome these uh, fears of this so-called messy, complicated integration to become a single enterprise IT environment. I mean, is there an issue for new customers? Yeah. So actually, the growth in new customers has been tremendous in the last two years. And we see that especially in the mid-market or SME space. Mm. So while SAP is largely associated with the you know with the big companies, yeah. large enterprises, in fact, in Southeast Asia, 80% of our customer base are from the small and medium companies, and that has that has seen, well, in some areas, triple digit growth in Southeast Asia because they find that in order to to 
support their work, right, in order to thrive, they have to move to the cloud and they need to have systems in place. Now, you talk about integration and talk about, of course, different systems. Yes. So what we help the customers is as part of that transformation to the cloud, mm. to work with them on the roadmap for the next few years and help to smooth that transition. Transformation is a journey, right? It's not a one-time-off mm. <laughs> thing that you do, but it's a journey, right? It doesn't have to take place overnight, but there can be a path to it and work through the integration that's required and work through the migration that may be required as well. Okay, so positive growth for sure. Now, you say you're in a blackout period, but yeah, I just want to get an indication that probably what you saw in the first half can be repeated in the second half because we know for cloud revenue, and I have data for Asia, including Japan, it's close to 400 million euro. Uh, Absolutely. That's 31% growth, right, for yes. the quarter. So is actually Southeast Asia specifically growing faster than the overall growth? Is it doing better than 31% growth? Well, for the first half, the growth is a bit better than mm. 31%. I'm very happy to share. Um, and we do see that continued momentum here in Southeast Asia as many, many more customers also share the success story. So, for example, uh, on Monday, uh, we had the ceremony with Johor Corp, yeah. um, where, where they are one of uh, our Rice customers last year, which is our latest offering for the cloud with ER, Cloud ERP as the foundation. And we had a nice ceremony about partnership and, and they shared about how they have transformed to the cloud mm. with, with support from SAP. So how important is Southeast Asia revenue to the overall SAP group? Is there like a targeted revenue contribution? I mean, I can't see the revenue for this region specifically, but for Asia PAC, including Japan, the contribution has been, what, 15% to the group since 2018? You know, give us an indication. Yeah. Well, so you have the Asia Pacific Japan revenues mm. and Southeast Asia is a key part of it. One I can, one, one, while I can't share specific numbers, what I can share is that Southeast Asia is one of the fastest growing regions in the world. So from that point of view, it's really, really important that we gain as much market share as we can and also, we support our customers here. So in Southeast Asia, up to date, we have more than 11,000 customers with an ecosystem of about 1,000 partners across the region. And um, 91 out of uh, 100, top 100 companies, ASEAN companies here, yeah. are SAP customers. So we, we, and as I mentioned, we are growing very fast in the mid-market space, getting a lot of new customers in that space as well. So um, I, I'm excited for the future and very optimistic. How do you compete though with the competition? I mean, is it a pricing game? Because, you know, for um, is it because, you know, you want market share, so you're willing to sacrifice margins though? I mean, what's the strategy here for growth? Like I mentioned earlier, it's all about value creation. It's about the value that we bring to the customers and what they can gain. So that's the focus for us. It's not how about we pricing. can bring that value to the customers. Pricing is a small aspect of it because like everything else in life, right? Mm. Pricing is also a small aspect of it. It's really how much, how much is the business case? What is the value justification that customers see from the investment? But I always had this impression that Asians particularly, we, we like a bargain, right? We like to you know bring prices down. So I was curious whether margins in this region are as attractive as the overall SAP gross profit margins of 70%. Do, do we do as well as, uh, do you do as well as overall group then? I think overall Southeast Asia is trending well and while agree that Asians love a bargain, there are ways to also justify the value, right? Mm. 
if you look at the luxury goods, goods market, right, they do well in Southeast Asia, they, they do well in do. Asia, in China, even, particularly. even though you could say that Asians love a bargain, right? So it's about value, it's about what our customers share that they, they, they gain from the partnership with okay. SAP. So where is the growth going to be driven for? And I want to be specific here, you know, is it a particular country that you're excited about or is it a specific sector? So I would say it's two areas. Firstly, like I mentioned, SME is really growing, and that is a that is a that is a segment that I see growing tremendously, even triple digit. So they're not the cost conscious because you would think that they've just come out of a pandemic, right? And they're licking their wounds, but they're prepared to spend on technology. I think they are willing to invest when they see the value, and we work very closely with all our customers mm. to see what is the value they get from the investment. So I think that's really, really important, right? And and we can, and with the cloud, it's also, I would say, more time to value is shorter. So when the implementation is faster, that, you know, you will see the value in a shorter amount of time and, and that is beneficial to the SMEs that we work very closely with. And countries, are there any particular countries in Southeast Asia that you think you can see tremendous growth? Is Malaysia one of them? I would say that we see Malaysia definitely picking up in the last year or so. Uh, we work with many, many companies here as they emerge out, mm. of, out of the pandemic. For example, Malaysia Airlines is one that we are working very closely with them in transformation. They chose to go with Rise with SAP um, earlier this year as well. And um, in terms of growth, uh, I think overall Southeast Asia is growing really quickly, like I shared. Um, and the one country that is growing, I would say... Um, um, perhaps even more accelerated is Vietnam as they emerge out of the pandemic. Um, and a lot of, um, I, I was just in Vietnam last week, and a lot of companies there also have got global ambitions. And uh, they see SAP as the platform and partner of choice as they want to scale out internationally. But Rina, what happens to the legacy licensing business, which SAP is a market leader in? I mean, how do you transition exis existing clients to the cloud ERP without seeing this revenue shortfall? Uh, because, you know, the, you know, how does that happen then? So we work with, with uh, all our customers mm. and especially legacy customers, those that have been SAP for a long, long time. Yeah on their journey. So Malaysian Airlines that I mentioned is one of them. They have been a long time SAP customers, customer and as they emerge out of the pandemic and you know they 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 want to um, recover and of course now everyone's traveling so that's great. Um, we work with them very closely on the business case and also show them the value of moving of moving to the cloud with rise for S with SAP as well as the benefit and also covering all the other areas, right? But so you worry important? about the revenue shortfall though hmm? because sometimes there is that gap, right? And there is, from your financial results, I, I do see lower profitability when it comes to cloud software products though. I think there is always a transition period which you see in our earnings report, yeah. right? And that's part, that's part of the journey of that transformation to the cloud. What's important that we do not leave any customers behind. Right. We work with all of them based on the timelines that when they want to, to, to uh, move to the cloud, we are there with them. So it's really, really important. It's a journey with our customers um, and that's why it's important and I'm, I'm really happy that we have that double-digit growth because in a way that also makes down for the decline that we see in the traditional business, which is expected as part of any transformation.
On The Breakfast Grill this morning, one of the world's leading software companies, SAP, when we come back from the break, we ask Verena Xiao, President and Managing Director of his Southeast Asia office, will a global recession derail their growth plans? BFM 89.9. You are listening to The BFM Breakfast Grill. Brought to you by U-Mobile. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to The Breakfast Grill. In the hot seat this morning is Verena Xiao, President and Managing Director of SAP Southeast Asia. Before the break, the importance of the cloud for SAP. Now, Verena, I'm curious, how are SAP sales generated here in Southeast Asia? What works better, direct sales or true partners? Actually, we work both ways and uh, we do a lot through partners in Southeast Asia because we have this wide ecosystem and uh, it's really, really important, right? So we work both ways and also nowadays, I don't think of sales Mm. as just like, you know, selling, right? It's about bringing that value to the customers and it's with staying with them through that journey, okay. right? I've been SAP now for 11 years and I'm, I'm happy to share that I've seen how we have, in, how we have evolved in, the, in that last 11 years, right? Throughout this whole cloud transformation journey, right? It's, it's about helping the customers see the value. Of course, we need to generate revenue, yes. so sales is part of it. But also, after contracts are signed, it's really about staying with them to see through <clears throat> excuse me, the implementation and the adoption and the value from their investment. So that's really, really important. And we expect what we call our account teams Mm. rather than sales to have that focus on customer lifetime value. Okay, but how much focus is there on in terms of of getting these account teams to keep up with market share? Because I've got an interesting figure and it comes Mm. actually from an internal post on the SAP website entitled SAP in Southeast Asia Total Freedom. It actually shows the growth in the region uh, going back all the time, all the way to 1989. And because local teams are empowered, that's probably the reason why SAP has a 42% market share in ASEAN. So my question is, how much do account teams actually have uh, in terms of how, what's their role in pushing this figure beyond 42%? Mm-hmm. So I think um, while uh, my teams are all empowered mm. to support the customers, we are, of course, in line with our global policies and guidelines. That's yeah. really, really important. They have that consistency ac- across SAP globally so on how a- we serve the customers. Um, so what we work with the customers is like I mentioned on the on the journey, and um, I I I'm very confident that uh, we should be better than what you have seen forty two percent. So what- or at least in the ballpark for Southeast Asia. Okay, so you you should be higher than forty two percent. Is that a target then for let's say in the next two three years? The target is really on how we build a sustainable future for us mm. here in ASEAN with our customers and ecosystem. Okay. I think the outcome is really, really important in terms of how do we support our ecosystem here? How do we help companies, enterprises to transform to the cloud and, and become truly but, intelligent, sustainable enterprises? Okay, I, you know, that's great. But I'm sure the competition is not, you know, standing by and watching you take market share, right? So the closest rival is, of course, being Oracle. But we have IBM, Microsoft, all big, big, big companies. So how do you compete? I mean, do you fight on price, service, product? What's the differentiator? Because day two, 
are huge, they have big wallets, they also have talent pool? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. Um, I would also like to highlight that uh, we work very closely with partners like uh, IBM, Microsoft. Mm. They are both partners. IBM is in fact a, a partner for, for implementation, for services, for its consulting partner. And Microsoft is one of the hyperscalers we work with. Now, I think there is room and it's always good to have healthy competition in all aspects, right? Um, what we do is to focus on driving outcomes on our customers and making sure that we bring them the value. Okay. Uh, but, you know, how tough is the competition though? When you, when you bid, I mean, when you bid for jobs, is it very tight in terms of pricing? How does it work here in Asia? I think it all depends on the, on the situation and it all depends, you know, what kind of customer and all those are, are very specific. Okay. So while I can't share a lot more details on that, I would say that, of course, we have to be competitive, right? And is to really, tr- and that comes with truly understand the customer requirements and what they need, not just for now but the future. So in Southeast Asia, our our team this year is about transforming tomorrow today. What that means is that in order to drive that transformation and the outcome in the future, we all need to take action today to drive that value and the outcome for our customers and also for ourselves. But v- Verena, are you worried about the future though? Because it seems like we're heading for slower growth in this region. And it's even a point noted in the recent SAP result note. I think we know China still maintaining its zero COVID policy. So as a result, Asia's growth and even supply chains here will be impacted. Are you concerned that IT spend will decline as businesses maybe become more conservative and inflation, the new fear, begins to bite? Yeah. So while, of course, we are keeping a close eye on the wider economic situation and circumstances, I'm still optimistic because even when there is a recession, even when there are inflation pressures, right? Mm. Still, technology is the way to go to deal with some of these challenges. You know, in the pandemic, we have this term, right? The the, the new normal. Yes. But as we emerge, the world is not the same as before, right? Now we are operating in a world of never normal. Right. Things will never be normal. There'll be inflation, there'll be, uh, there'll be challenging circumstances, but it's really then what can we do to arrange it? So there is opportunities in crisis as well. Okay, but when you communicate, let's say your account teams communicate with clients or potential clients, do they start thinking, Do they, you know, have they heard from them that, hey, things aren't so great, I might spend a little bit less money next year? Are those conversations already starting to, to happen? It all depends from customer to customer. Some customers that are innovative, that are ahead of the curve, they see and they plan their investment to see how they seize opportunities in those circumstances okay. and also the plan ahead. So the important is working the customers to understand their needs, right? And not all projects or investments have to be huge, right? There are also small things that you can do in order to drive innovation, in order to mitigate risk in the future as well. And I'm curious, uh, SAP, right? Is talent retention a challenge though? Uh, because do the brightest, youngest and most hungry want to then work for you know, companies like Meta, Amazon, Google, or Apple, as opposed to SAP. No disrespect there, but you all aren't known for being particularly very sexy. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. And um, you know, if you if you Google a, a, a video on YouTube that called uh, SAP may be the coolest company you never heard of, right? <laughs> and because if you think about you know having a, from your morning coffee to taking the train to what you're having for lunch. 
SAP is powering a lot of what you do every day, but you just don't know the name, right? Because we are yeah. enterprise software company. So um, talent is always a big concern and a focus for me because we must never um, be complacent about it, right? Mm. We retain the best talent we have and we always recruit also actively from the market. I mean, personally, I'm very vested. I have uh, two teenage daughters, so I do a lot of talks with university to show them how cool SAP is and to get them um, to know the brand better. But we also hear, you know, and the news just came out overnight, Microsoft, you know, is is uh, having job cuts up to 1,000. Intel is also cutting staff. Is this indicative of the tough times ahead as technology companies, successful ones, start trimming their, their cost? Though? It is may. This, is it, this something SAP will be also exploring? Not that I know of at this point in time. Um, but, but what is important is that ASEAN is a growth area, right? So if you look at some of these global companies, what they do is that if the growth area, there will still be investment mm-hmm. and definitely I don't foresee, at least from what I know, any such job cuts in the okay. near term. I want to ask about these buzzwords, you know, Internet of Things, 5G, Industry 4.0, no, but really help us understand and give us just one example, a quick one, of how this might be a game changer for SAP in the region and this tell us in dollars and cents so we understand it clearly. I would just give one example. Um, For example, um, Zulik Pharma, one of the largest healthcare companies in the region, Mm. during the pandemic, um, as everyone moved to remote work, they deployed SAP, our um, robotic process automation solution in order to cut down the processing time for invoices and orders going forward. So that saved them more than 50% in terms of... So it's of, not just a buzzword. It's not just a buzzword, for sure. <laughs> All right, on that note, thank you for your time. Today in the Breakfast Grill was Verena Xiao, President and Managing Director of SAP Southeast Asia. I'm Wong Xiaoning, BFM 89.9. The Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile, where unlimited potential begins. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.